I guess none of us want to be considered self-centered, but it appears that it's an important component of becoming wealthy. I think that kind of makes sense. Something I've learned is if you never prioritize yourself in life or work, that just keeps getting worse and worse. Like at some point you have to figure out how to put yourself first because it's easy to put others first, right? And I think I probably figured that out too late in my career to put myself first and stop being like, oh yeah, let me shine these other people at work. Welcome into the Free Retiree Show, episode 128, The Personality Traits of Wealthy People. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I'm alongside my pals, Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's going on? And our interview coach, career coach, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? So if you guys are regular listeners, you guys know one of the main objectives of our show is to give you the tools to get to financial freedom. A lot of us, when we think about these tools, we think about saving strategies, generating income, getting great in your career, great financial strategies. But probably one of the most underrated and valuable tools is your mindset. Today, we're going to be looking at some studies from the world's wealthiest people. And this is actually a study from the British Journal of Psychology. And what it does, it takes... 130 of the wealthiest millionaires and it compares them against the broader population to see what personality traits they have that have helped them become very wealthy. So there's five of them. And I think our listeners are going to get a great deal from these five tips. So guys, I'll let you guys each get a guess on the personality trait before we get going. What would you each guess on the personality traits that these wealthy people have? It's a good question. You want to just like what the, we think is the top one? Yeah, I'll tell you, it's not was, indecisiveness. That's not. I was, I was thinking something around like patience or like patience. That's okay. One, yeah. That's Serge's, Serge's guess is patience. Okay, Matt, what's your guess before we get into these? I'm trying to look for the word. I know I, I would say consistency. Ah, so consistency. I was, I okay. Just thought of okay. That okay. One. okay. Okay. I'm looking at the list and unfortunately, it looks like you guys are not super wealthy because they're not, <laughs> <laughs> none of them are on there. It makes okay, sense so now. Yeah. It yeah, makes sense. Right. It all makes sense. All right. That's not a newsflash. <laughs> so let's start with the number one. So number one, more extroverted. The ability to engage with others, build relationships, motivate, and inspire are very important in achieving wealth. Surprised by this one? No. A, a lot of a lot of attorneys are sleazy car salesmen like that. It's, I've seen that trait in its full blown effect, and I can see why. I think a lot of it has to do with being open to like teamwork. As we said before on our podcast, investing a lot of the times can be a team sport. Also, building companies, right? You got to be a little bit more extroverted and get with the right people. So I think, it, yeah, it makes sense. Being a little bit more extroverted helps. Not necessarily that you have to have it, but I think it helps in the whole building essential relationships, right? If you can build yeah. more solid relationships with great people, it probably does work in your favor. Well, any words on that one, Maddie? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you can see how that's true because it's, it's a powerful thing to be able to grab people's intention and get them engaged and, and motivate them and influence them. And so if you have the ability to do that, it would totally make sense why. Because I mean, what, what, what is that really? That's like a, that's like a boss, right? I mean, it's a, yeah. a manager or whatever. And if, if you're able to do that, it just makes sense. Yeah, I see yeah. that a lot in Silicon Valley. Extroverted or type A personalities. I'd assume like most of these like super wealthy people are probably also type A. Very competitive. Mm -hmm. I, competitive comes up for me too, I think. Most of these wealthy yeah. people. We look at new attorneys. We like to look at, hey, did, you know, do they have a sports background? 
you know what I mean? One thing is teamwork, competition, yeah. all the adversity, all those things, right? So tip number two, more conscientious. So people that have a desire to do good. Also in the study, one thing I, when I was reading through the article, they said, who you marry actually has an impact. Happier, you can be happier and help you make more money, get more promotions if you're married to the right person. Hey guys, we, we all doing good. We got that going for us. But being more conscientious, <laughs> right? That's um, yeah, I like how you talk generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just so, past that one. So if you're more conscientious, you're probably going to get that whole passion and purpose figured out. And when you have a purpose, generally that involves doing right by people and making the world better. So I think that goes hand in hand. I'd agree with that. We should give examples of how our wives help us, help us on our path. <laughs> Isn't what attorneys call like incriminating evidence? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, they're called admissions or whatever. Admissions of... <laughs> yeah. Also, Lee, in this sense, how are we defining wealthy? Is it like top... The wealthiest millionaires the wealthiest in, people the in, the world, in the U.S. I think it's the okay. U.S. that they did the study on. Got it. Tip number three. This one's an interesting one that I would have never thought of. More emotionally stable. So people that struggle in this category tend to make decisions that sabotage themselves. That's spot on, dude. We all know somebody that's just a train wreck, always gets in their own way. And they're, I hate to say, it. we all have that friend that's like always the victim. Something's always wrong because of X, Y, Z factor and not ever taking accountability. Yeah, that stands out. To me. I worked with an attorney once who, who put it pretty good. He said he's tripping over his own dick. <laughs> no, but it, it really is, right? You're getting in your own way. This is how Apple definitely <laughs> sends the explicit, like, a logo to our podcast. Like, you guys are this now. <laughs> Wait, are we explicit? Not, not yet. It's amazing that we haven't been, but we've been dodging that, but it's coming. I, I would say the fear, fear and greed, right? Like, people that tend to be a little bit emotionally unstable tend to be more fearful, they could be like super greedy. Just what I've seen is doing what I do. And those are like the two killers in creating wealth. Fear tends to cause the deer in the headlights. They just don't feel comfortable of doing the things that move them forward, whether it's like starting a business, whether it's investing in the market, whether it's moving forward and purchasing that real estate property. The fear kind of gets to them and they just do nothing. And then it's a hard hard trek uphill financially forever. And then the other part is being super greedy. I've seen, I think I've told you guys before, I've had like clients that like, I'm going to invest in this and this, there's nothing you can tell me. It's going to work out great. And unfortunately, like I've had a large sample set of those that just did not go well. Like they end up losing all their money and then they feel bad about it because they feel ashamed and you get that vibe. Like they just don't have that emotional stability and it causes them to go dramatically to one side or the other. Yeah, I would think a fear is like a huge thing that you see so much in what you do, right? I mean, you're probably more, I would imagine sometimes a counselor than you are a financial advisor. Yeah, no, clients. it is. It's like a lot of psychology. And like, I'll tell you guys that the, guy, the people that struggle the most, the ones that I've been working with them for like almost 10 years and like they're struggling financially, it's, I think I would shift more to the fear than the greed, actually. If I had to call one, they're, it's, they're pretty close, but the fear because people are so scared to invest. They think, oh, I'm just going to put all my money in cash. I'll invest a tiny bit. But if you invest it, I don't want it to move around. I just want it to be really kind of stable. I'm like, so you want something a little bit better than cash. You realize that's just not going to work out well. And they're like, but yeah, yeah but I just don't, I, I just can't do it. I'm like, you have to do it. And so we go back and forth all this. And there's a handful of clients that I just can't get to accept it. And they do nothing. And now inflation is kicking their butt. They have way less money than they did back 10 years ago because it hasn't grown. 
because they've been too conservative. And then also things get rough. Like right now, things are rough, right? You're seeing a lot of the stock market, different sectors, real estate now seems to be going the other way. A lot of ass crypto, a lot of asset classes are getting destroyed right now and people are getting super fearful. And this is where they're going to sell out of maybe asset of asset classes that if they bought quality will come back, but the fear has gotten to them so much. They're going to make a devastating financial decision by selling these assets. So yeah. Lee, do you ever have to uh, like fire clients? Yes. Yeah, so I was wondering, you're not yeah. the right client for me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah. how you were describing it, like these people, you just over years, they just don't get it. Do you, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that happen? Yeah, absolutely. And especially since I took over part of my old company's clients, they're a bit older. And I've noticed that with a lot of older clients, they tend to have more fear about investing in the market. And there, I remember one guy who'd always, he would call in like on the daily if the market yeah. went down. It wasn't even, it was just getting crazy. And he's like, well, and I would tell him, I was like, Hey, you, over time, you're going to be fine. You just got to ride this out a little bit. He's like, oh, I was like, I don't, I don't have time. I don't even buy yellow banana or I don't buy green bananas anymore. Cause I'm so old. And he was justifying his fears emotionally of why he needed more safety and all that stuff. Yeah. But that happens. And that guy, I had to get rid of tip number four, kind of the same, less neurotic. So when you're nervous and anxious, you tend to make mistakes or avoid opportunities. So I think people that are wealthy tend to be less neurotic. Thoughts on this one? Neurotic is, when I hear neurotic, that's just like crazy, right? Like crazy, anxious, nervous, goes back to that unstable, right? Kind of. Yeah. So I think I kind of got ahead of myself here. On the other one, the, the neurotic is for the people that get fear about the market going down. Probably they have more anxiousness, but you know, part of becoming wealthy is being able to take a calculated risk. And when you are more neurotic, you're going to avoid financial career decisions that are going to get you ahead. So I think that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's just, you're kind of just too stressed out to see clearly yeah. you're not seeing the forest of the trees kind of thing. i feel like patience is kind of some of this stuff no serge it's yeah, not know. on here it's not on you, here. you can't you can't you can't be patient if you're neurotic right so i yeah, agree no. kind of, that's true like, the opposite true. of neurotic right, we're gonna give you a little point for that one because that you can like a half a star that your patience calls in there right yeah but that no you're right though if you're neurotic you don't have patience right so i yeah we'll give you that or it'll affect your patience you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and then the last one, this was an interesting one. That's not a good thing. So the answer to the fifth tip is more self-centered. I think a lot of us kind of have a negative connotation when it comes to being self-centered. But according to the article, it says, humility probably wasn't these leaders' first reflex, but they learned that admitting mistakes, being teachable, and shining the spotlight on others yields positive results far from the contradiction in terms humble narcissism can prove to be a powerful leadership formula. So yeah, I guess none of us want to be considered self-centered, but it appears that it's an important component of becoming wealthy. I think that kind of makes sense. Something I've learned is if you never prioritize yourself in life or work, like that just keeps getting worse and worse. Like at some point you have to figure out how to put yourself first because it's easy to put others first. Right. And I think I probably figured that out later, too late in my career to put myself first and stop being like, oh, yeah, let me like shine these other people at work. But yeah. there are moments where you have to, I, I don't know if that's what it's speaking to, but that's kind of what I'm I thinking. agree with you. Yeah. Cause it, it, I totally agree. It's because your natural thing is when you're working and you want to do a good job, you, it's like a people pleaser thing, right? You want to make sure that you're doing everything right and everybody's liking the job that you're doing. 
And it's sometimes it's not about that. You got to do what's best for you. Screw the, yeah. <laughs> screw what other yeah, people yeah. think depending on, on your situation. I, I like this because it's, I think this is very honest, right? None of us want to be known as self-centered, but you know, that's one of the qualities, but like they said, you'd be self-centered, but you also are able to admit mistakes, be teachable and be, be grateful aware. to the others that are helping you in the process. So you're still self-centered, but you're not a total a-hole. I guess. Well, look at it like this, actually. Think about it like this. The company, they don't give a shit if they fire you. You know what I mean? You're replaceable, right? And that's, You've that's been listening if, they, to if the company's not making enough money, I've, I've, they're, uh, they're gonna they're gonna lay you off and you're I've they done don't well. give a shit about your job. Because <laughs> you <finally realize laughs> that was a surge you take right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but I mean that's the reality is the company is selfish and nobody says anything about the company when they're selfish. So it's like, why is it wrong for you to be selfish while you're in that role? It's like what we're seeing, Lee, like with the NBA right now, like everyone's freaking out when players request trades or they want to go to different places. Yeah. But then these sports teams and owners will at any given moment, oh, I want to trade you. You're getting old. That's right. huh? You know what I mean? I think yeah. to Matt's point, every like at some point in your life, you have to figure out how to put yourself first, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like just put yourself first. And there are moments where it's important. Yeah. And apparently a good example it comes to building wealth. You got to put yourself first. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, it's a good example is, I don't know if you guys watch it, but I, I, I still watch the ultimate fighter. You know, they, I think it's only still on a show. Like, That's still yeah, a, yeah, it's still well, on. I think they only stream they it now it. on ESPN. And yeah, they but still they, go the, the, to the like seasons. UFC or if they win it, they get like a shot or something. Oh yeah. They get a contract and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. And, and this, this year or this season is like heavyweights and like flyweight women. And so it's kind of an interesting dynamic or whatever. But there's a lot of beef because these fighters are split into teams and they're red team, black team. And it's kind of passed off. This is a team thing, but no, this is fighting. This is the UFC. This is an individual sport. And so you see that a lot of yeah, these athletes great, build, interesting. Yeah, they build these bonds with each other and they're like, oh, then they have to end up fighting each other at the end of the season. Maybe and you see them kind of struggle with that, that the thing that we're talking about there is that they have to be selfish and focused because at the end of it, they're going to possibly be opponents. So if you have to look out for yourself like that, it's kind of interesting to watch. That, that's a great point. That show is exactly what we're talking about because you have to go through this. You're on the same team, but at the end of the day, probably if you if both are doing well, there's going to be a point where... Yeah, the friendship will get tested. Well, and there's only one contract, supposedly, right? Sometimes yeah. people do really well, they'll get a contract, but only one person's getting that contract, not the team. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, this is one of these hot takes. It's like people might not want to hear it, but yeah, teamwork's important. But when it comes to the game of wealth building, don't be a self-centered prick. Well, it's more about prioritizing yourself and well-being and like your family and that sort of thing. Exactly. That's how I'm taking it. Nobody's going to, those other people who are on your team aren't going to pay your bills. They're not going to pay your rent. It's just not going to happen. You have to look out for yourself. But there's a balance, like what you're saying. It's, it's you got to find that, you got to find that balance to where you're not being an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you, listeners. Hope you enjoyed these five tips. Try to apply them in your everyday life, and uh, you'll, you'll probably be better off and you'll be on that path to financial freedom and being one of these wealthy people that we're reading about. So, you've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. 
career advisor Sergio Patterson, attorney Matt McElroy, are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party sourced information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McGorry do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.